everybody and welcome to true story my name is mike doty my name is dave holmes and welcome how you doing man i'm great i'm great i feel good i feel cleansed really yeah because I, I feel like i i i feel like that episode it traumatized me really oh my god i mean this well this episode uh-huh. was the stoop yeah. the famous eric and kevin mm-hmm. speaking of race on the stoop sure. fight there are more stoop fights to come Yes, indeed there are. Yeah, but uh, this was this is stoop fight round one, and not only that, but all the stuff I didn't. First of all, I'm angry at myself for remembering thinking Kevin was kind of being a dick. Yeah, when clearly he's totally reasonable. He is making so much sense so calmly. And the other thing is, so as incredibly embarrassing it is to hear. Eric talking about, mm. you know, like, well, but black people are the best at sports. Right. You know, like, it's incredibly awkward as that is, mm-hmm. as that is. The thing that made me the most uncomfortable was that he brought his black friend over. Mm-hmm. And as like, look, I brought my black friend. I have a black friend. Mm-hmm. And when he is talking about, because Kevin's got that whole thing about be a man in the letter he writes him, and like, it's, you know, and and he's like talking about it, and his black friend is sitting right next to him, like, chewing his nail and just looking really bummed. And boy, do they keep cutting to him. Yeah. And you can tell the producers are like, say something. Yeah. Say something, black friend. Yes. Say something. And he But he he doesn't. Because he could turn to it wasn't very good. Oh my god! Oh, just like you know the thing. The thing that I notice about Kevin, and the thing that I think that I found not menacing or whatever, but you know the thing that I found off-putting about him. Yes, when I you know first watched these, is that he's not trying to entertain you. Right. That's his like his he's. He's just kind of a person. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. He's just kind of a person who's being... And like everybody else in the house on some level really is going out of their way to be ingratiating. Andre isn't really. Right. But like, you know, Becky's fronting a little bit, I think we can say. (laughs) Like she's she's putting on a a character. Julie obviously is, you know, is our conduit to this this world. Heather is extremely entertaining and funny. Eric is, is, you know, jumping around and being attractive and, and just, you know, very much playing to the cameras at all times and kevin is just really no nonsense he really it seems like no nonsense he he actually was like well i have social issues i would like to speak about therefore i will take this platform of this terrible mtv show that no one's ever heard of yeah 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 uh so i think 1992 me read that as as like a little threatening yeah which I'm embarrassed by. Because 2015 me is just like, oh, that's just a person who's trying to exist right. in the world as a person. And by the way, they are much less, uh, you know, larger than life entertaining than reality stars would be just a few years later. Right. Because nobody know knows how. what this shit is. They didn't know how. Yeah. They didn't know how. They didn't know how to like, yeah. pr- like play a character the way that you have to do now. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's, let's recap. Okay. Uh, we have left it with, uh, um, you know the kind of standoff, the stare down, the uh, the 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 clapping clapping of the of the business card on the yes. table, a lot of glowering, um, and it uh, it goes on and on. Kevin and his uh, his young protege leave, and on the way out the door, he says, "Be a man." Yes, which you know I find a little, 
you know, when you're on the way out the door to say be a man is a little, you know. And it really is, at, at its core, this is a fight about Eric not asking Kevin if his sister could hang out. Yeah. So... It really, it's be a man is 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 a a hefty escalation. It is. Yes. It is. Well, I mean, but it's also it's after you know it's after a long a long letter. Yeah. How he, he expresses himself is through yes. writing. We know that. That's lame. Uh, I mean, look, it is let, a little. Let us uh, separate the race issue from the shitty roommate issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when your roommate did that to you, wrote a letter instead of talking to you, that was shitty. That is shitty. Yes. That is shitty. When I get, you know, when there's a note on my car or something. Right. Like when I first moved here, I, I will admit that I didn't really know how to, I didn't know the ethics of, par- not ethics, but I didn't know the, like the, right. the protocol of parking. Right. You know what I mean? Street parking. Cause I didn't, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have a garage and whatever. Uh, so there were times that I, there, well, there was one time that I parked badly <laughs> and somebody left me a, like a shitty note Oh yeah, and I was like, well, fuck you. You're being passive aggressive, yeah. but you have a good point. And I hadn't right. really thought about it and they're, they're, you know, whatever I've, I've gotten. Okay. Can I, let me tell you my favorite note I ever gotten. I got it in New York. Uh, probably after that party where you chased, uh, uh-huh. uh he who must not be named yes. down for cocaine. Um, we had a lot of loud parties in that apartment. You we sure did. A lot, a lot, a lot of parties. Uh, for the listener who wasn't there in, in 1999 to 2000, whatever, when I lived there, I had a bunch of roommates. We had a, like a big duplex apartment in the East Village, like a four bedroom on two levels. It was gorgeous. Huge, big living room. Perfect for parties, yeah. which we threw nonstop. So um, we had these uh, neighbors upstairs. And after one of our first parties, uh, it was a lesbian couple. They had just had a kid. We were not very uh, courteous. And uh, we threw a huge party. And th- I could tell that they were really mad. Right. Right. Um, and so the next day, I was like, we need to make this right. So I, I got some flowers sent up and, and uh, like just snacks or whatever. Right. Just with a note saying, I apologize. And um, and they sent a note down the next day, put it on our door to the boys in 105. Uh, Thank you for the, the flowers and the, and the snacks. We take back everything we said about your mother's. Ah! You know what? Yeah, that's great. That's that's hilarious. Long walk for a short drink of water, but you know what? That's what that story Uh, is. Um, Okay, so oh yeah, so um, all right, so yeah, it's a little passive aggressive to leave a note um, when you could hash things out, especially when there are cameras there. You know, nothing bad's going to happen. You know, nobody's going to really throw a punch or whatever. Maybe you didn't know that because, but reality TV was still pretty early. But then MTV cuts to. Eric talking to his parole officer. Right. And so we're like, oh, but Eric's had a hard life, too. We find out that he's got 80 hours of community service for steroids. For steroids. We're about five feet north of uh, the uh, Saved by the Bell caffeine pills episode. Yeah. It's not, we're not really. It's not good. It's it's not good. Don't do them, kids. Don't go. Yeah, don't don't do steroids. But it's, uh, yeah, it's not terrible. Although he does make several more allusions to drugs throughout the episode. So I assume that he had like a coke period or something because he was a model. My my actual, uh, my assumption was that, that the producers asked him to just call it drugs yeah. rather than steroids. But he says partying with drugs. He wouldn't party with steroids, really. Uh, I don't know. I'm, it, I wouldn't. You never know. If you have a body like that, who knows? But yeah, it's true. The other thing is, I, I think, you know, his girlfriend, Missy, mm-hmm. not girlfriend, his lost love, right. Missy, he says, oh, she got faint in the shower, and you never know what that means no. these days. 
I think there was some kind of implication that she had AIDS. Maybe. Yeah. You never yeah. know when AIDS might creep up on yeah. you in the shower. Uh, yeah, I wasn't quite sure what they meant by that either. And I also love that the sister who's kind of telling that story is just like, and she faints in the shower every other day. Like, this one. Yeah. She's the one who brings it up in, in the mom's kitchen. Right. Just like like it's no big thing. Right, right. I don't, I don't think it, I mean, everyone knows it's probably not a, I mean, I think Missy survives through the season, so I don't, I don't. Yeah, we don't know. I guess we'll, we'll find out. Sure, we oh, we know. haven't talked about it in, in the first act. Oh. Um, uh, this goes to what I was saying in the last episode about uh, what he says in that letter and what he says on that stoop are very much what we're saying in conversation about race right, right now. Right. But the difference is, um, like, Eric reads the thing and he's like, your life is valued higher than mine is. The black-white thing is always in effect, even if we like to pretend it isn't. And then he's like, what? Yeah. Like, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally don't see race. So racism doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, God. You know what I mean? And his his black friend that he brought to display that he's not a racist uh-huh. is sitting there like chewing his nail and just yeah. being like, "Oh my God!" Yeah. Is, yeah. I wonder how that guy. I wonder who that guy is, and I wonder how he took it when it was when it was on and when like to see that because it was very it was very raw for television. At the yeah. Time. I I watching it right now was like, dude, fucking say something, speak yeah. up, do yeah. something, and he didn't. I wonder yeah. if I wonder if he has regrets. I think I would have regrets. Well, I um, mean, nobody nobody knew what this stuff would look like on the other think, side. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of my a grand experiment. One of my favorite things is at one of the uh, reunions. Uh, several years later, it wasn't like the one the next year, Heather said, you know, everyone's always complaining that, you know, I was taken out of context. I was taken out of context. You said that. Yeah. You were there and you said that. Yeah. And it really, because, you know, all the stuff you read after that was like, well, it took me out of context. This was out of context. This was out of context. But now, in a way that you never, and and this, it's been this way for a decade, maybe more, but now you can tell when somebody's not talking on camera, right. you can tell that they're that they're just straight up taking different words from different sentences and creating <laughs> yes, yes. make just making a sentence that might yeah. not be what that person yeah. thinks or has ever said. Right. So yeah, now I think you can be a victim of editing. Back then, I don't think that you can. No, were. indeed. Um, I do like, uh, and I think this is probably the first use of the moody slow motion washed out colors shot oh. uh, the, the b-roll over the sad story so yes. he's telling a story about like i don't i didn't follow that story at all like there were drugs in a car and it was like get out of school because you're <laughs> trespassing he got busted for steroids well he got busted for trespassing but i don't it's, it was oh. a weird convoluted story oh yeah well, like, like what was he doing back at school yeah. that was the thing you better yeah I, I didn't i didn't follow that at all i was just kind of looking at his mouth uh, but then they show him and Julie, and they're just they're walking. They're having a yeah, long, yeah. moody walk, yeah. and the colors are a little faded. And I love that. Uh, one other thing that we didn't, um, uh, uh, excuse me, my brain just popped. Uh, one thing that we didn't talk about was Gonzalez y Gonzalez. Gonzalez y Gonzalez. Uh, Kevin takes a little break with his uh, with his young his young charge. His young charge. <laughs> As pretty much any time you see anything happen, except for that one little episode at Pizza Piazza uh-huh. early in the season, right. everything happens at Gonzales y Gonzales. There's a lot of Gonzales. Which There's is basically downstairs from 565 Broadway. It's very, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's maybe two blocks up. It maybe. was a, it was a cheesy, uh, I can't believe we're saying was, I mean, I, that's, it's, it's insane that that's gone. Yeah. It, uh, it's a Chipotle. 
It's Probably. a Chipotle. Yeah, everything's uh, a Chipotle. Yeah, it was a massive, there was a giant sombrero with uh, neon, enticing neon yes. lights. And I don't even remember whether it was very good. Uh, I know that I went there a lot. Did you really? Oh, I sure did. Probably no because shit. I had seen it so many times on the real world, <laughs> and I didn't. I don't think I thought that I was going to see anybody there. Right. But I, I just, you know, it was real world approved, as right. was locks around the clock, which I think we might. Oh, see locks around the clock. The tomato. The tomato. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of. There's oh, a lot. Locks of around good, the clock was so good. A lot of good big restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Are still to come on this season. It but makes me very happy. Gonzalez y Gonzalez was not good. No. And personally, if I was mentoring an at-risk youth, uh-huh. would not take him to Gonzalez y Gonzalez. No. Yeah. They I think uh, the attraction for me was just, you know, cheap margaritas. Yeah, cheap, oh, there you go. Big margaritas. There you go. And like, you know, guacamole that's not objectionable. Right. You know what it might be Rosa Mexico. No, it's not Rosa Mexicano. Ro- Rosa Mexicano is where America used to be. America. Boy, did I love America. Wow. Oh, Their man. menu was like the phone book. It was. It was, it was huge. Was huge. Yeah. Yeah, my 25th uh, surprise birthday party happened in America. All right, but we digress. All right, so then there's a commercial break as uh um as they go to uh, as they go out to the stoop to have their their conversation, they go for a commercial break, and then we we kind of catch the fight right in the middle. Like we don't see where it starts, so probably the cameraman had to go out, reposition themselves. Um, they might have had to put a windscreen on their mics. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. So there were there was some stuff happening right. because we do kind of start in medias race, basically. Right, 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 the, right. The, no pun intended of the race argument. Right. right. Um, and it's they talk about the roommate stuff right, right. away. And they kind of dismiss that fairly quickly because there's not much to say, really. Just well, like, there's, there's, if your sister's coming, let me know and don't be mean. There's three things to, to sort out, which is that the, the race conversation incredibly ahead of its time. Right. At least, well, ahead of its time. And also something that white minds. people did not understand until this century. Yeah. Um, revealing personally my own inability to understand things at that time. Yeah. Um, the other thing is the, the sister thing, like, like, why are you mad at the, at him for bringing his sister into the loft? Mm-hmm. And there's, why would you say be a man? Mm-hmm. What, like, what's the be a man part? Right. Like, be a man and talk to me about your sister. Be a man. Is it is it about the fact that that Eric is just constantly like, look, I have a black friend. I have a black friend. I am down. Mm-hmm. You know, he got you know, that oh painful speech about like I would just go to the park and play ball with. Yeah. When he says he had millions of black friends. Yeah. Oh. That is yeah the the that's the I have a black friend of of this show. That oh. is the uh, binders full of women. Of this show. <laughs> oh God. Uh, but then Kevin says something which was really strange to me. He says he says something like, How are you gonna be happy? At the end of this conversation about race. Right. Um how are you gonna be happy? Uh, you know, and they're like what is that referring to? Like yeah. you know, are are in terms of your superficiality and Yeah, yeah. I think I think what he's saying is like if you stay th- if your life is always the way that it is now and you never grow, then right. you're going to be happy. Right. Right. Which is, you know, I think, I think probably Kevin was 25 and probably yes. Eric was 21. Yeah. And when, when you are, when there is that age, that's difference, a difference at that age. Yes. It, you really do feel like you have a lot of wisdom to impart right. on a 21 year old. Right. I remember being like in a bar at 24 and meeting somebody who was like 22 and just being like, <laughs> 
<laughs> we will. We would never have the same things to well, talk about. In, we have totally in, different references. Indeed, at the the house meeting in the previous episode, where half of them are wearing sunglasses, right. Becky is getting on Julie like, "Listen, when you get older, you just understand things. Right. You don't understand." Yeah. As a twenty three year old, I know things a nineteen year old yeah. doesn't. Which is your favorite thing to say when you are a little bit older? Oh my god! I mean? But it's not true. It's all but I, I keep discovering that myself throughout my life. Is I, I'm like, oh, I can't believe I thought I was so smart when I was 35. Yeah. You oh, know, and now yeah. I'm like, well, I'm really smart now that I'm 45. Uh-huh. And it's just going to keep happening. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Also, like, I have, a, I have a thing where, like, suddenly a bunch of close friends of mine are, like, like 10, 12 years younger than I am. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, just from, like, you know you know doing improv or whatever like right. doing doing shows and stuff right. like you know you you do tend to meet people who are you know in their early to mid 30s and it's like and it i don't think about it ever and i don't know if they do but and, and like when i first moved here i i met you know friends who were like 10 and 12 years older than i was and, and i didn't think about it um but it's like when i do think about it is when we we talk maybe about the real world or, or something right. something that happened a very long time ago right. and they were children or or if i think about the fact that like um when i graduated college you were like 11 yes. or something you know what i mean terrifying was, yeah that's really weird terrifying. and like to think when i went out and had bills in my name <laughs> like there are people who were 10 or 11 right. running around in the world being right. 10 or 11 who right. would grow up to be some of my closest friends. That's weird. It's, yes. you know, it would have been weird right. to hang out with 10 year olds. Well, when I was 20. How old were you when they were a baby? Yeah, 12, 11, or maybe oh, 11 or 10 12. to 12. 10 to 12. Because I guess if somebody, if, if somebody was a baby when I was 18, they would be. Oh, what was that? Twenty three? I don't. I'm not gonna do the fucking math. Sorry. Stop. Uh, no, you're forty five. They'd be like twenty seven now. They'd be like twenty seven. Yeah. So, like, would I? You know, I was working with a with a piano player that was like twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. Imagine myself at like twenty, being like, "Oh, I've met this baby. I'm going to be in a band with him, right? One day, right? Or yes. I'm going to f- hang out with, or date, or something. Somebody like, yeah. There are bills in my name. I have an apartment, right? And my future closest friend is is that is in a stroller, right? Right. It's very strange. It's very strange. Well, it's you know, the kind of thing you want to think too much. Yeah. Oi. Uh, hey, you. Uh, okay. There what? was. No, go ahead. No, you had a question about Lance Bass in oh. the previous. Uh, no, I think I mentioned. Uh, well, I mentioned Dirty Sanchez. You wanted to talk about Dirty Sanchez. Talked about because uh, I used to read you a before I knew you. Yes. And then I also continued to read you after I knew you, but before I knew that you were also that thing that I was reading. Right. And then I knew you after. Right, right. It had been revealed. Uh, for those who don't know what we're talking about, uh, we're being very vague. Uh, Mike used to write a column for the New York Press, which yes. was a great fucking newspaper for Yeah, it really was. Um, it really had a moment. Yeah. It really had a fucking great and, moment. And, oh, it was so, such a bummer because nobody acknowledged it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't. Get, yeah, it, so, it was it was amazing, and then it and then it wasn't. Yeah, and uh, now it's gone. Um, but uh, Mike had a column called Dirty Sanchez. Yes, uh, named the reason everyone hated uh, New York Press is the guy who ran the paper was a conservative, uh-huh. and he wrote a column called Mugger, and yeah. he's you know he started running it in '88. Uh-huh. Paper started in '88. The word mugger in '88 was like a scary, divisive word. Sure. Um, 
So he was he was a conservative, and he was he was like a, a a Red Sox fan, like very loudly all the time. So everybody fucking hated the guy. Mm-hmm. He was the guy. I came in and I wanted to write a column, and he was the one who was like, "Yeah, you should call it Dirty Sanchez." I'm like, "That's the worst fucking name for anything." Yeah. But you know, he gave me money, so I was like, "All right, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll write that." And you and you were always referring to yourself in the third person. In the third person, yeah. And uh, and it was just so clever and funny, and I loved I loved it. I loved it before I, I had any idea that it was you. And uh, and then when I found out it was you, that I have to say was like, and I'm not just buttering you up, was very inspiring. Really? Yeah, because it was like, well, here's a thing that like has a voice and a life of its own that is very funny and that's always entertaining and that's being done like kind of in secret by right. somebody who does this whole other thing. Right, right. You know, and, and like there's somebody who's just like doing a bunch of shit that interests him and trusting that it'll like oh, all man. amount to something. And like and and I was I was very slow in maturing when it, co- it came to my career. You know, cuz right. I, I I was I barked up the wrong tree with advertising for a long time. Right. And then even in television I I didn't I just didn't understand, like, I felt, it took me a long time to get my feet under me. Right. And it's really only been in the last, like, decade or so that I have started to do what you inspired me to do, which was just kind of do, do whatever. everything that makes me happy, yeah, and yeah. it's all going to, it's all going to amount to something, if you trust it, and that's, that's fucking great. But you also, you used to talk about Lance Bass. Yes. You called Lance. Lance Bass with the big weird face. Yeah, because yeah. we weren't sure at the time how that name yeah. was supposed to be pronounced. No, I, I. I still don't know how you pronounce JC's last name. Oh, Chavez? Chasez? Chasse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's not Chavez. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, no, I knew perfectly well it was Lance Bass, but uh, Lance Bass with the big weird face. I, just, I love that. That was, uh, it, well, it was, it was a call about pop culture, I should yeah. say. Uh-huh. Um, and Does the, that it's, live online anywhere? I don't think so, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, because, you know, New York Press doesn't exist, and, sure. you know, um, you know, why would they keep a server? Mm. Um I was desperate for that job, desperately needed that money. Mm-hmm. Um, he was paying me more than anybody he paid at the paper bar Alexander Coburn, who was like this sort of, yeah. you know, renowned political columnist. Um, and I had a video on MTV, uh-huh. uh, you know, it was making $350,000 records, mm-hmm. you know, and I desperately needed this newspaper job. And yeah. it was such a grind writing that thing. Uh-huh. And obviously, like, I, I, it was great creatively, but it was like, it was really like, oh, God, I got to go do this thing. I got to sure. pay my rent. I got to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's so funny to, to look at that time. First of all, it's just funny to look at the fact that really that was, you know, the time when I would have was on MTV and I was really making most of my money writing about MTV. Yeah. Secretly. Yeah. Yeah. Secretly writing about MTV. Yeah. I, I know that well. I know that <laughs> I really do. I mean I know that well. I was when I was, you know, doing the FX show, especially toward the end, we had done so many that we didn't there wasn't a need for a lot of new ones. Right. And I was under contract, so there wasn't a whole I mean there were things that I could do, but not a lot. I mean I had some exclusivity and they didn't and never paid that much. So when I started to uh, to be able to write for money, I, I think my first things that I did for money on the internet were like recaps of American Idol or something. Right, like right. I remember that. Bucks, and it was like, and it was at a time where it was like, I have a fucking show on TV, uh-huh. and I'm doing this for seventy five bucks because I need seventy five bucks. Right. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I could use it. I was like, I mean, that's 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 scary, but that's good. Yeah. It's instilled an ethic in us. Well, it? 
I mean, it reminds me that the people on this show that we're talking about were paid like under three grand. Sure. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. No residuals. Yep. Ever. I mean, I think uh, Kevin Powell deservedly became a journalist. Mm-hmm. He uh, has a new book out, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Eric Knee's uh, niece, niece deservedly became a guy that took his shirt off and danced on uh, television. All the fucking time. Yes. And I watched a lot of it. And then what became of everybody else? I mean, Norman ran a business. Yeah. Heather, I think, opened a, a hair salon for a while. Oh, really? And, oh, now, and now she's doing this sway in the morning oh, thing. Also, Heather, all glocks down one of the greatest hip hop records of the 90s. Just seek it out. Um, oh, totally. It's um, I had it on single. Fuck. Yeah, yeah you it did. was great. Oh, Heather oh, B. Man. All glocks down. Uh, I liked I Get Wreck. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Too. She was great. Uh, Andre, who knows? Uh, Norman is sort of. He's kind of dabbled in a million things. Right. Um, he made a movie that I think I saw a screening of. He produced a movie or he was in a movie? Both. Really? Oh. Yeah. It was kind of like a um, like a Neil Simon type of movie, like a California suite kind of a deal, but like with reality people. I want to say. I could wow. be totally making that up. Wow. It's a great uh, idea if you're making it up. Yeah. Uh, and now, he. Well, the last thing I knew about was he had a Kickstarter for a um, a portable desk that you can use on airplanes so that you can have your laptop up here, uh, but then store your little drinkies and, and your little snackies underneath it. Wow. And uh, and nothing will be disturbed. That's incredible. It's pretty cool. That's incredible. I didn't donate. Unfortunately, um, and I don't know whether it got funded. Uh, Becky, no idea. Julie is sitting the, in front of a laptop. I could find out. Julie is ungoogleable. Right. I have tried many times, sure. uh, and like you can't find a picture of her. You can't find an update. Like uh-huh. the most you can find is something like, "Well, Julie is a very private person." Mm-hmm. You know, like with you know like pornographic detail about what's going on in the lives of everybody else. Mm-hmm. But she. I don't know. Maybe she um she became the computer technician that her dad told her in the um, first episode. Well, she did just make an appearance on. Oh, she uh, did. She did on. Where are they now? What on uh, the Oprah Winfrey Network? What they uh they did a, a thing on on the the first cast of the Real World, um and they did it like an interview that only uh Norm, Heather, and Julie showed up. And I wow. watched it, and it was just a quick little segment, but she was like, she's, I think, a stay-at-home mom yeah. in Birmingham. She married some guy, and she has, she has some kids. She looks terrific. A little shorter hair now, but wow. she looks good. We'll see if I can find the, um, wow. uh, I'm sure it's online somewhere. Oh, yeah, indeed. Uh, but yeah, but she she did well. Stunning. Um, oh, I, I want to, uh, uh, Eric, I know, is uh, is also, like, he, he's gone on to yet another life, because there was, there was the grind, mm-hmm. but even that had come and gone by 1996 or 7, sure. right? So from there, uh, I think he probably, you know, he tried his hand at acting and, right. and did some some stuff here and there. Uh, then he got into life coaching. Really? Yes. Uh, he was he was he was working with someone I know um, who was working with Rihanna, like some photographer who was doing a something with Rihanna, and they all ended up together. Um, and he was like a sarong wearing. Life coach grew what? the hair out. Now I want to say he lives in Hawaii, and he's one of these like raw vegan activists. Oh my god, kind of a deal. Wow. Um. Yeah. I th- I think what happened is he just smokes a lot of pot. And, and, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't uh, know. Which, I mean, listen. If that's your, if that's if that's your bliss, 
You better follow that shit. I do. I do hope Eric, Eric Nice is happy. Yeah. He's, he's a guy, like, I look at him on TV and I go, oh, Eric. Yeah. yeah. You know. But we, we have to imagine that he found his place in the world. We must imagine Eric We Nese must. Happy. Yes, we must imagine that everything is fine. We must imagine this for everyone. Beautiful Sisyphus. Happy. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. So we, uh, have we, have we, we haven't really fully covered the soup argument. It, it, uh, we have a little bit. It, it's it's it is it gets resolved somehow. I think mostly just from Kevin getting fed up with it, and and realizing yeah. that like as far as it's going to get, like as much as he's going to get out of Eric is like a lot of my favorite rappers and basketball players. Are black, so like <laughs> oh, I can't God. possibly be racist. Oh. And it's like you can see him kind of die a little bit inside, yeah, yeah. and a little more anger gets stored within. The, he d- the he little... does appear to be bored by mm-hmm. the end of it. Yeah, for sure. And perhaps, perhaps he was the guy that looked around and was like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. This is not going to be good at all. Yeah, I'm going to keep not being in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so... Uh, so then that kind of just ends. Um, but it feels good. Feels you know, I feel it, it feels resolved to my satisfaction. Uh, we, we then go, and I, and I wrote this down. We have, to, we have to wonder. We'll never know for sure. How many tank tops does Eric Nice <laughs> in every In every interview, he's in a different tank top, and it's always very low cut, huh. generously low cut. Um, but it's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, we then get into all of this uh, Missy business. Um, he, uh, it's, I wrote down that what he does here and and especially like with his, his relationship with this Missy and is, you know, him watching her go away as he's inside drugs. He says something like, I stood there in the window watching her walk away. Like something like really un Eric poetic style. Yeah. Yeah. And like sometimes we're in the apartment and sometimes we're at Eric's mom's house where she's fully in a, in an outfit from units. (laughs) Do you remember units? I, I do not, but I hear what you're saying, and it your is. rap is very strong. Okay, I, I do. Um, yeah, it's just it, to me, it seems like the start of uh, he's like in a song, the replacements forgot to write. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he's yeah. just sort of somebody who's like early promise, and then you yeah. know, things kind of petered out. Uh-huh. Uh, when we meet Missy, she is she's giving me very strong Paula Abdul. Yes, indeed, very she is. strong. At yes. a time when that would be a thing that you would do. Yeah, I mean, it was the indeed. promise of a new day. Indeed, we were at peak rush, rush right yeah. around this yeah. moment. Yeah. I think vibology um yeah uh, and then they go and uh and they whatever they have this weekend together that we see maybe 11 seconds of right right they have a meal they walk around town they're in the kitchen that's it um and then uh the 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 eric and the kevin story gets resolved with a trip to an nba game to a basketball basketball game. game hey black guy yes i know what you might like a basketball. I would I would have assumed that they would have just given one eye roll from Kevin at some point. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it turns out Eric's dad is an NBA. Eric's dad, who looks like a guy playing a crooked mayor in a in an <laughs> yes, episode he of does. Like Murder She Wrote. Yes, he does. He's like he's that kind of handsome. Yes, there's a hint of menace. Yes, and then uh, they go backstage or backstage. backstage. It turns out I'm in show business, not oh, in sports. Man, I always call the crowd at a sports game an audience. I also call it a sports game. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out. Yeah, I, uh, my my college roommate uh, was going to uh, uh, doing trying out for the basketball team, and I was like, "Oh, so you're auditioning for the basketball team?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always felt inferior about like my my relationship to sports has always given me a lot of tension. Um, really? Because I, yeah, because I've I've always felt like that's a thing a boy should gravitate toward, huh. and I just never did. And so like it's it's 
it's easy to feel like a counterfeit male if you don't like sports. And so like every, like every April when, uh, baseball starts right like i kind of i give it a whirl yeah yeah and i can kind of watch it and i've gotten into games but it just it never really takes and and as soon as i finish watching a game i forget everything i've seen and and it just you know australian rules football i can watch for pornographic reasons yes indeed i so you have a calendar that's like naked rugby players somewhere in this house yeah oh yeah yeah. and and you know what can i tell you something it's two years old He just won't take it down. He changes it for each month. Oh, really? So it's like it says December, but it's December fucking 2013. Can you not just like make a screensaver out of it? I don't know if they just didn't make a new one or what the deal is, but like, geez. Okay, well, now I know what I'm getting him for Christmas. All right, there you go. Uh, Oh, also we see a tattoo and piercing free Dennis Rodman. Yes. In the locker room. Indeed. Uh, 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 a, uh, a, uh, a young, sprightly yeah. Dennis Rodman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to see what that looks like, get yourself to the end of episode five of yes, season one of indeed. The Real World. And you'll see just a little bit more of him than you do of Michael Alleg in the previous episode. Yeah. My yeah. God. I wonder who else. I wonder what other luminaries. If we really, like if we really went yeah. over this with a fine tooth comb, yeah. I wonder who else is there. Yeah, who knows? You know, I got to say, uh, we get clips from the next episode. And this this is one that I know that I've seen 800 times where uh, Julia goes out on the date. Oh, uh, yeah. With the guy, very strong jawed, high yep. cheekboned guy yep. who I would almost say went on to do some acting. But I- really? It's difficult to say how I would check that, but we'll get into that in the next episode. Can I say something libelous? No, is it slander or libel? Libel. Okay, so um, so I uh, was sitting around with a bunch of friends in around 1992, yeah, and uh, and they were like, "Oh, Kevin Spacey's gay. Kevin Spacey's gay," and I was like. I hate how these things go around and people just repeat it so many times that it becomes the truth. And everyone just always said that Kevin Spacey's gay and it just uh-huh. becomes true because people keep saying it. And they're all looking at me really weirdly. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what's, why are you looking at me like that? And they're like, don't you remember three years ago when he was dating our friend Raul? Oh. And I was like, that's the old guy that Raul was dating? Wow. Because I was like, wow, yeah. Raul's dating some weird old guy. Yeah. 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 Oh, shit. Yep. That, this is, that's the second time that Kevin Spacey's sexuality has come up on microphone for me today. Really? Really? I yeah, I did a, yeah. a different show this morning. And uh, and I told a story that is definitely slanderous. Really? Yeah, which I'll tell you once oh, the mics my. are off. Sorry, listener. Um, but it's it would get us into hot water. Yeah, indeed. For sure. Right. Um, more hot water than just saying as a fact that Kevin Spacey's gay, which he just is. Yes. He just, well, he lost his virginity at Lisa Siegel's house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go uh, watch episode six. No. Yeah. Six. Episode six. We God, are fucking into it. Yeah. Uh, this, is like, this is like binge watching Galactica. It's really. Really terrific. I'm yeah. glad we were able to fit this into our modern busy lifestyle. Me too. Yeah. All right, we'll see you in a bit. See ya.